This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Live from the Fox News Radio Studios in New York City, fresh off the set of Fox and Friends, it's America's receptive voice, Brian Kilmeade. Good morning. Happy Christmas Eve Eve. Santa's getting the sleigh ready. He is going to be rocketing around the world. So today's the big day for for prep because it's like a day and a half because tomorrow night he starts with his delivery. So it's a very exciting day. We have a really good show planned for you. We're going to start off with Blake Berman. Blake is a Fox Business senior White House correspondent. Blake, thank you for joining me this morning. Good morning. How's it going on uh, Christmas Eve, Eve, as you say? <laughs> it's so exciting. I love Christmas Eve because tomorrow is, I think, in kiddom, tomorrow is probably the most exciting day with the anticipation of Christmas. So yeah, this is I, this I is right up there. Young children, and this is the first time I think that they understand that there's a Santa. So, uh, so, so this is our first go around with that. So it's, it's fun to see. Anyway, it is. It's the. It? It is the best. I love. I think that yeah. the, that the, these times are just so 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 much fun. You got to remember them. Take lots of pictures. My father used to take tons of pictures, and then it was the days of the Super Eight, and he'd be like, "Everybody, stop! The camera's jammed. Don't open a gift." <laughs> have to come back, Sorry. and we'd all have to sit and wait. Um, Blake, let's let's talk about this COVID relief package. We know Nancy Pelosi said that she didn't. She refused to pass anything earlier. She made Americans suffer basically because she wanted to affect the outcome of the election, which she did. Um, so we get this package, and it was uh, what over almost six thousand pages. No one had any time to read it. You've got AOC, and you have Rand Paul, and Ted Cruz, and a bunch of others from totally opposite sides, all complaining. We don't have time to read this. We don't know what's in that. And when you see what's, what is in this $900 billion relief package, I'm beginning to understand why there was no time to read this. Nancy Pelosi is the one who decides when these votes happen. Why did they wait till the very, very last minute to get this out? Well, look, they were trying to negotiate this thing for, for months and months and months, right? You had the initial CARES Act, that was passed in March when it was uh, the pandemic uh, sent the economy into absolute freefall. There was a shock to the system, shock to the economy, shock to the job market, shock to the, shock to the stock market everywhere you looked, and they and they passed the CARES Act. And since then, uh, there had been negotiations on another round, right? Um, you know, the, the Trump administration in, and Republicans up on Capitol Hill this summer were talking about we need to pause to see how the $2.2 trillion flows through the system and, and might there need to be more or might there not need to be more. That was sort of the argument in the summer. And then over the last few months, they were negotiating this deal. Um, the White House at one point got up to $1.9 trillion, Democrats down to $2.2 trillion. Uh, Republicans up on Capitol Hill were still talking about $500 billion. There were all these different uh, points of, of, of negotiation, and nothing ever got done. 
Um, we obviously know that there was uh, a little thing on November 3rd. And then after that, they, they started to talk again and have now settled at this uh, $900 billion package. It's important to note, though, when you talk about this 5,500-page uh, bill, it, it's two things. It's kind of like a, the, the hamburger and the, the hamburger meat and the bun. One of them is the $1.4 trillion uh, government spending bill, which is where a lot of these spending items that President Trump objects to are in. And then there's the $900 billion COVID deal, which is, which is just purely COVID, domestic stuff, um, trying to tackle the pandemic and so forth. They got put together because the only way it was believed by Democrats and Republicans alike that, that any sort of deal could pass would be if they attach it to a spending bill to make sure uh, that there isn't a government shutdown. Is, is, that, um, is that the most efficient way to go about things? No. Is Congress efficient? We know the answer to that, Mary. No, but that's sort of just the reality that we're sitting in right now as it approaches Christmas, as it approaches the end of the year. So that's sort of uh, the dynamic with uh, with all of this. And then we find out last night from the president that he's objecting to um, a lot of this. But But keep in mind, Mary, when we heard from the president last night, he never – and it was the first thing that came to my mind when I when I saw that video. He never said the word veto. And why is that important? Because the House and the Senate have 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 passed a bill. And the way it works is President Trump now has three options. One, he can sign it. Two, he can veto it. And then it goes goes back to Congress for a potential override. Or three, he could do nothing. And it becomes law in 10 days now. And that's any bill, by the way. Now, um, the question becomes, can he essentially run out the clock on this Congress and 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 the bill goes, uh, you know, bill, the bill goes by for all intents and purposes because Congress is done with that is a potential dynamic in all of this. But we still haven't heard and I've asked from the White House and haven't heard back. Is the president going to veto this bill? What is he going to do next? He, he wants Congress to change it. Congress doesn't have to do anything. Congress has done its its. It's job, for lack of a better term, term. They've they've passed a bill and they sent it to the president, and that is sort of where we stand right now after after nine months of back and forth between Democrats on the Hill, Republicans on the Hill, and the White Ugh. House. And Congress can't understand why they're rated so low, like below below you know <laughs> criminals, uh, because people hear this stuff, they see this stuff, and they just shake their head in disgust, and it still rolls all on and on. Let me just very quickly, just bear with me. I want to go to cut two, Eric. This is the video that you were referencing. In case people didn't hear it, the president last night, it was about a four-minute video. I saw this, and I thought, man, he is just so Trumpy right here, right? This, this is the Donald Trump from 2016. This, is, this was, to me, a great reminder of why so many people voted for him. But I want to go into some of the details here. It's called the COVID relief bill, but it has almost nothing to do with COVID. This bill contains $85.5 million for assistance to Cambodia, $134 million to Burma, $1.3 billion for Egypt and the Egyptian military, which will go out and buy almost exclusively Russian military equipment, $25 million for democracy and gender programs in Pakistan, $505 million to Belize, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, and Panama, $40 million for the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C., which is not even open for business. 
Now, if I remember correctly, uh, on a side note, the Kennedy Center got money in the last round of COVID bailouts. Remember, because they were going to have to clean it and sanitize it. And to the president's point, it's not even open. But yet here's another 40 million for the Kennedy Center. Are the things that he enumerated there, is that an unfair criticism when people criticize what the president's saying here and all this spending? Is that unfair because it's really not part of the COVID bill? Well, look, let me go through some of the numbers here because I literally just looked at it a few minutes ago. He talked about the president did Cambodia, Burma, Egypt. USAID, which doles out the money appropriated by Congress, signed into law by the president. Um, I'll just give you these figures. Fiscal year 20, $60 million. 19, fiscal year 19, fiscal year 18, the Cambodia, $60 million, $68 million, uh, $66 million. Burma, $119 million, $121 million, $128 million. Egypt, uh, 117 million, 202 million, 141 million. That is what the U.S. government, via USAID, passed by Congress, signed by the president, has given out in the last three fiscal years. You can marry, uh, sit there and have a conversation and ask, why are we giving foreign countries uh, all these sums of money when we have um, lots of issues to tackle here in the U.S.? That is certainly an argument to have. Um, and a conversation that, that you could have at any point in time. But just to point out, this has been going on in the last several years under President Trump. Why is he highlighting this now um, after a negotiation uh, in which Democrats – and by the way, the Treasury Secretary, who's a representative of the White House, um, hammered out a deal? Why is he highlighting those things now? That's, that's also a fair question to ask. The bottom line is, Mary, you know, some of these things um, Congress has appropriated and the president has has signed in the last few years. Uh, you know, he thinks it's it's wasteful. And maybe it is. Maybe you believe it is. Maybe you believe it isn't. That's that's your opinion to have one way or the other. I'm not I'm not here to argue that. I'm just sitting here telling you that mm-hmm. the U.S. government and Congress has done these things in the years past. And now the president is is saying, hey, look, we've got to amend this 5,500 page bill because of things like this. We've we've done this before, Mary. But this was not part of the money that was specifically for COVID. This was part of the greater spending bill, correct? Correct. The government government spending bill, right. You've got two things, a $1.4 trillion government spending bill and a $900 billion uh, COVID relief bill. You ask, what what do those two things have to do with each other? Why were they put together? Again, another great question. The answer is, you know, they felt the only way that they could get help. And this is a, 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 a totally no, another thing about Congress. Why is this the only way it has to happen? But in any event, here we are. But they felt the only way it could get through was by attaching it to a must have, which is we cannot shut down the government during a pandemic, the government spending bill. Um, so, yes, those are part of the one point four trillion dollar package. The nine hundred billion is where you get the things like the PPP, the six hundred dollar checks, the money to schools. Uh, money to testing, uh, business tax, um, uh, business you know tax helpers. I guess if you want to put it that way, that's what's part of the nine hundred billion. These things are part of the the one point four trillion. Okay, so but and, and there are things in that nine hundred billion though that we can criticize. You know, why are the children of illegal immigrants getting money? 
That that to me is is crazy, and I think most Americans look at that and go, "Wait, what? Why? Why are the children of illegal immigrants getting money? Schools? Why schools have been closed? Right? So it would seem to me that they're not spending money on transporting the band to football games. They're not spending money on transporting sports teams all over the place. They're not spending money on heat and electricity and water. They're not spending money on food. They're not spending money uh, on the buses. Right? So if anything, they should be saving money, uh, hand over fist. It would seem so, giving them more money to me and making that a priority, I look at that and I think, huh, that's a little weird. Um, well, the argument, part of the, the money for the schools in that is, you know, to bring the um, sanitation up to standard, you know, the, the air filters and stuff like that, cleaning supplies, et cetera, to, to make classrooms, this is, this is the argument for it, uh, is to make classrooms safer by having ventilation systems that, that can help out um, sanitizing those classrooms, et cetera. So that was that was the thinking behind uh, the, the classroom money, or school money. And it's, and it's by the way, um, schools and colleges, so not necessarily K through 12 or pre-K through 12, but also, um, but, but also universities too. Right. Now, is there anything in the, the portion of the bill, the $900 billion for, for COVID relief, that is not COVID-related? Um. That's a good question. I, it's it's long. <laughs> I'll admit I haven't read through the whole fifty five hundred pages, but our understanding, it, my understanding at this point is, is that there's there's two separate things. There's there's the COVID, right. and then there's the government, and and then there's the government spending. Whether you believe some of the uh, COVID spending isn't necessarily directly related to COVID per se, uh, honestly, haven't gotten that that granular in it. But the point is, they they tried to separate out. Two, two different things and and combine it into one. Yeah, and but see, this is what I, I think really annoys Americans: the fact that there wasn't enough time to read it, and this happens all, all, all the Look, time. It's, it's, and why, it's, why did they? You know, I was on air last Friday at four o'clock. It was the last full Friday of the calendar year, right? The last like full work week of the of of twenty twenty, and they still didn't have a government spending deal and a COVID relief deal. Why? Right? Like, it's right. just when you think about that, Mary, if, if you were to to go to your, if your boss was to give you a big assignment, and there you are the last Friday of the work year, and you don't have it done, um, I'm guessing that wouldn't sit well with your bosses. Um, and I'm guessing that's, that's sort of the way it would work in, in, in most corners of this country. Um, but here we are. And it's a, it's a, it's a real point from both sides. You've got a 5,500-page bill dropped in the morning and voted on in the afternoon. Um, you know, maybe there's a, a, some speed readers out there who can go through it, but uh, I, don't, I can't give you the names of, of many. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear you on that. It's, it's just crazy. Uh, Blake, thank you so much for, for, for explaining this to us because I think you laid it out really well and about the division between the two. So I, I appreciate you doing that because people need to know exactly, you know, what's going to COVID and what's all the extra pork that they just normally put in anyway. So really, there's nothing to see here. You know, Burma gets money every single year. What's the problem? Uh, Blake well, Berman, thank not, you so yeah, much. Yeah, you, you, you got it. Um, I'll leave it there. And if you see, if, you, if Santa comes to your house, tell him to, to, to drop by mine too, okay? Absolutely. I'll send him your way, Blake. Have a Merry Christmas. Thank you. 866-408-7669. Should the president veto this bill?
should the president veto this bill? And um, I'm going to go through some things that are in this bill that, um, you know, maybe we should talk about, you know, and how do you feel about the children of illegal immigrants getting checks just like they were Americans and in some instances getting more than Americans? 866-408-7669. I'm Mary Walter, and you're listening to The Brian Kilmeade Show. There's no topic he won't touch, and there's no opinion he won't engage. It's one of the great joys of my life. Call in with yours at 866-408-7669. It's The Brian Kilmeade Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. As many of you know from your own life experiences, a life in so-called blue-collar work is something to be proud of. It is very rewarding to work that has impact on your friends, your neighbors, and your family's lives. Great successes can be had in the blue-collar career. There's no degree requirement for achieving comfort, peace, and freedom. While schools cut shop classes and funnel students into colleges, there are plenty of options for hard workers who are ready to take advantage of open positions. Many young people today assume that college is the only way to achieve success in life. That is not true. Let me introduce you to Ken Rusk. Ken spent his younger years digging ditches and working in construction. He never went to college. Instead, he made goals, planned, and worked hard for 30 years. Now Ken is a successful entrepreneur with multiple businesses and revenue streams. In his national best-selling book, Blue Collar Cash, Ken shares his insights from over 30 years of working in blue-collar trades as an entrepreneur, mentor, and life coach. Now he's created a guide made specifically for you and your unique situation. This guide will give you or someone you love the tools you need to start designing the life of their dreams. You can achieve your dreams regardless of your educational background or your past. Go to KenRusk.com path to learn more. That's KenRusk.com path. Breaking news, unique opinions. Hear it all on the Brian Kilmeade Show. We're not going to get $2,000 checks. The reality is is that they've been trying to pass this since July, um, despite the fact that they agreed on almost every element of it in some way, shape, or form, uh, but only were able to do this now. Uh, it, they're, they're, you can argue with, little, uh, with pieces of it. Not everybody likes every part of it. Uh, but one, I don't think $2,000 checks are, are justified. And two, uh, I don't think there's any chance that Congress is going to do this. It was Mark Thiessen talking about uh, this bill, this, what is it, the CARES Act again? I think this is like part five of the CARES Act. 866-408-7669. Do you want the president to veto this bill? And it, it, it's so funny to me because Nancy Pelosi's out there touting, you're going to get $600, $600 in, a, in a check. This is great. Do you remember when you were getting $1,200 and she said it was crumbs? It's just crumbs. And the president doesn't care about the American people. Half. Half six hundred dollars, and she acts like she just trained you know my cat to make coffee for me in the morning, right? She she's touting it out there like this is the greatest thing ever done by a politician. When double that was treated as crumbs to the American people, and as as we learned from from Blake, 
there's two different bills here. And a lot of what the president was talking about with all this money going in foreign countries, that was part, that was a different part of it. That was a spending bill. It was tacked on to, to the, the, co- the CARES bill, which, of course, they put them together, which forces you to vote for them to get stuff passed like money to Bangladesh. Um, and, and I personally, OK, I understand we've always given money to Bangladesh. Doesn't mean we should continue to do that. If we have people in this country, if we have restaurants that are closing up and never coming back, if we have small businesses that are closing up and never coming back, people unable to pay their mortgages, people unable to pay their rent, feed their families because of this pandemic, you know what? Every single dime should be going to the American people. Sorry, Bangladesh. We're having a rough time right now. I understand. Times are tough all over, but we have to take care of Americans first. So this idea that the money that goes to Egypt and the money that goes to Burma and all of South America, El Salvador, Costa Rica, Belize, Guatemala, get it? But you know what? America first. 866-408-7669 is my number. I will take your calls coming up right here on The Brian Kilmeade Show. Get this and all your favorite Fox News podcasts ad-free on Apple Podcasts with Fox News Podcasts Plus. Just go to foxnewspodcasts.com for all the details. The fastest three hours in radio. You're with Brian Kilmeade. Congress found plenty of money for foreign countries, lobbyists, and special interests while sending the bare minimum to the American people who need it. It wasn't their fault. It was China's fault, not their fault. I am asking Congress to amend this bill and increase the ridiculously low $600 to $2,000 or $4,000 for a couple. I'm also asking Congress to immediately get rid of the wasteful and unnecessary items from this legislation. That was... The president uh, yesterday, he released this video uh, on Twitter and it has been rocketing around. Why? Because it was very Trumpy. It's very Trumpy to call Congress out about this. I would love to see President Trump have a press conference and talk about all these extra things. Now, these are part of the add-on bill. So there's the spending bill and the CARES Act, and they put them together in order to get it passed. Um, But you hear all these things that have nothing to do with the American people and the relief of COVID. I thought this was a pandemic. I thought this is why you're killing me. This is why you're crushing my life. This is why you're crushing my livelihood. This is why my kids aren't going to be able to read because they can't go back to school on and on and on because these are unprecedented times. Okay, then how about we take all the money and we give it to the American people? I would love to see the president put all this pork out there, all this stuff that's in this bill. There's something to do with carp. Asian carp is in this spending bill. And I want to know the names of the congressmen and women who put that into this bill, who are spending our tax dollars on things like Asian carp. I think like eradicating Asian carp from America's waterways or something ridiculous like that. I'm sure it's a noble thing that needs to be done. Get it. But, you know, how about cutting all of this money that's going to to, um, all these foreign countries? $40 for the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C.? What are you kidding me? How about we get rid of all that? So I want to see, I want the names of the Congress people who put each one of these individual things in there, and I would love to see the president call them out. Love to see him do it. 866-408-7669. This is exactly why President Trump was elected and why I think, 
the majority of Americans probably voted for him in 2020. Don't know that for sure, but that's just my gut feeling when I see the support for him. Uh, let's go to Long Island. Joe listening on WRCN. Joe, good morning. You're on the Brian Kilmeade Show. Hi. Merry, good morning. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays and all that good stuff. God bless you. Uh, listen, this president's fighting for the American people. Uh, you know, American, and you've covered everything. I can't really add much. American money has to go to American. Like you said, take all that money and give it to the American people. And you know who agrees with him? Ilhan Omar, AOC, uh, Cruz and Paul, 2000 He said it. How much can I add to that? But a 2000 direct payment, 4000 for a family. But I want to add, what about $10 million going to Pakistan for gender studies? That's yeah. ridiculous. And we're $25 trillion in debt. Why is one penny going out of our, to illegal immigrants out of our country? Uh, we got kids going to go. Can't, the restaurants were closed. They, they brutalized uh, our, us here. And kids are going to wake up with no presents on the trees, no, uh, you know, can't feed their families. These American citizens, we need to take care of Americans. And I want to give an FDR quote. That, that FDR said, nothing worse than a leader leading a charge, and he turns around and nobody followed him. And this is what the Republican Party has done to President Trump. We Trumpicans are still fighting for this presidency, and if one, they don't get up and object to this, and I'd say Democrats too, all patriot congressmen and senators need to get up and object to this obviously fraudulent election because uh, on uh, January 6th, because you got to understand there's no way Joe Biden got 80 million because he couldn't even poll 1%. And Kamala Harris is a very unlikable human being. And she couldn't get 1% in her own uh, uh, election, the Democratic primary. They had to pull her out because that's who they wanted to, to start. And they, she couldn't even yeah. get you polling less than 1%. Yeah, Joe, um, listen, I, I hear the anger in your voice, and I think a lot of people are very angry. And by the way, have a blessed Christmas, Joe. Thank you so much. Um, I, I, this, I want to stick to the bill here, you know, about whether the president should, um, re, you know, veto this bill, whether he does it, whether he put pocket vetoes, whatever he does, or whether he just doesn't sign it and just lets it be become law. But you're talking $10 billion in emergency funds for child care. Uh, uh, but that stays in America. You're talking um, an increase in SNAP benefits, uh, millions of dollars uh, in payments and loans for farmers and ranchers. There's no direct relief for restaurateurs. That, and the president also called that out last night. And, and I don't think we should be spending a dime on any other country, whether that's the supplemental bill, the spending bill, or as part of the COVID bill. We should not be spending a dime on any other country until there are there is no one in this country who has been crushed by coronavirus who is unable to feed their family. That's the government's fault. It's China's fault for the virus, but it is the state's fault with the way that they handled this and their choice, not based in science in a lot of instances, to crush certain businesses and allow others to remain open. What's the science for this? They can't tell us what the science is. It's arbitrary, it's capricious, and it is really killing some people and businesses that are never going to come back in this country. Let's go to Pat on WOKV. Pat, good morning. You're on the Brian Kilmeade Show. Hi. Good morning. I hope you are doing well today. Um, Basically, though, the reason why I called, even though I do agree with everything that you've said in it, I do think Trump should sign it. And the only reason why I think he should sign it is because then he could do what each of his predecessors have done, Clinton, Bush, Obama, which is to write a signed statement. And what the signed statement does is 
it pretty much tells how he views everything written in there, and then it effectively changes it to what he wants to get out of it. Okay, so I'm confused. A, a sign, which I've never, never heard of these signed statements before. But um, so this, this statement, if you put a statement in it, you get to change the bill. Um, that's basically what Bush did with the Patriot Act. There were things in the Patriot Act that um, Bush didn't like, so he wrote what was called a signed statement, and it effectively changed some of the Patriot Act to how he thought it was. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I, I didn't know you could just change it with a signed statement to change, you know, like the meaning or the text of the bill or what's in the bill, the contents of the bill with this signed statement. I just think that if President Trump signs this, that should he come back in 2024 or should he actually win these battles in uh, fighting for uh, the Electoral College, you know, what they plan to do on January 6th? Should he actually win and be vindicated in all of this and he does become president? They're going to hang him with this. You signed it. He signed for all this pork. He supported it. And his his followers, his supporters don't want him to sign this because of what's in it. You know, it's it's really just so swampy, the whole thing. And I just don't think President Trump's that guy. I could be 100 percent wrong. I just don't think he's that guy to um, to do something like that. I think it's the guy who stands on principle and says, no, I'm not going to sign this. This is not what I want. And this is not um, where I think our money should be going. It's not going to Americans first. But again, I could be wrong. Pat, thank you very much. Have a Merry Christmas. Let's uh, very quickly head to Ryan in Cincinnati, Ohio on WHIO. Hi, Ryan. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing just great because it's almost Christmas. That's right. (laughs) I'm excited. My kids are too. Um, despite everything going on in the world. But um, real quickly, I think uh, I think Trump should veto this, and I think he will. Um, like you said, to your point, I don't think he's he's not the kind of guy who's going to sign something that he doesn't agree with. And I think he knows that all of us Trump supporters back him um, pretty much no matter what he does. We're going to be here for him. We're going to help him get through this uh, election fight. Uh, we're going to be here through the COVID bill, even if it doesn't get passed right now. Um, there's a lot of us out here struggling. Um, you know, $600 now would help a lot of people, but, you know, $2,000 a few weeks from now would help people a lot a lot better. There's a lot of us out here struggling, and we don't need to be giving all this money away to everyone else. And, um, you know, I watched the video. It was great. Um, there's another video out there. I don't know. There's not a lot of people talking about it on the media, the 13-minute one that he posted as well about the election fraud. Um, I think that's important for people you watching today as well. Oh, I'm definitely going to check it out. Thank you so much for that. I hope you still have a Merry Christmas, and I hope Santa brings you everything you want and your kitties, too. Thank you so much, Ryan, for joining us on The Brian Kilmeade Show. Your calls, 866-408-7669. Do you want the president to veto this COVID relief bill? And and listen, AOC and the Democrats are going, you want $2,000? Sure, because they love to spend money. But okay, how about we take that $2,000 for every American, those who qualify for this, how about we take that $2,000 and take it out of that other bill, the spending bill that is sending so much money that we don't have that we're going to have to borrow in order to give to Belize and Costa Rica and Guatemala and Honduras and Panama and Nicaragua and Cambodia and Burma and Egypt and everybody else. We have to borrow that money to give to other people. Anyone would tell you that's really bad. You wouldn't do that with your personal finances. So why would you do it with my finances? And I think that question needs to be asked, and I hope the president really um, holds their feet to the fire on that. All right, more of your calls coming up on The Brian Kilmeade Show.
Both sides, all opinions. It's Brian Kilmeade. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, download and listen to The One with Craig Gutfeld, the co-host of The Five, like you've never heard him before. You know him, you love him, you want to be like him. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. The talk show that's getting you talking. You're with Brian Kilmeade. One thing I promise you about my leadership during this crisis, I'm going to tell it to you straight. I'm going to tell you the truth. And here's the simple truth. Our darkest days in the battle against COVID are ahead of us, not behind us. So we need to prepare ourselves to steal our spines. As frustrating it is to hear It's going to take patience, persistence, and determination to beat this virus. As you know, that was Joe Biden there. Um, You know, it's interesting. You know, President Trump talks about America first, and he's talking about how we're going to come back from this, and we're going to have a V-shaped recovery, which it is, by the way. It's it's on steroids. It's great. It's just great. But he talks about, you know, helping Americans and, you know, how we're, how we're, you know, he gives us hope, you know, he's like, it's a lot of it's like Reagan. And I think that's the difference. I'm not saying Trump's like Reagan, but I'm just saying the the style of speech is still the same. Trump talking about, we can make America great again. This country can be what we grew up with in order to give that to our children. Joe Biden, the darkest days are ahead of us. Man, the left is so about the politics of fear. And to me, that's about control. If you can make people afraid and tell them, yeah, but I'm going to protect you. That's control over that person. Whereas, you know, Reagan and Trump and, and Republicans in general talk about hope. You know, remember George, George Bush, we're going to find the people who took these terrors down and we're going to get them. We're going to bring them to justice. So I, I just th- I had to just throw that in here because there's such a difference. And I cannot imagine four years of Joe Biden and gloom and doom. And, you know, we have to stay locked up and you have to wear a mask in your home and he's just going to crush the country and it's all based on fear not the science very quickly eric here sent me this um, wonderful uh, engineer here we had a, a caller talk about signing statements and he wants the president to pass the bill so that he can put a signing statement here it is unlike vetoes signing statements are not part of the legislative process as set forth in the constitution and they have no legal effect a signed law is still a law regardless of what the president says is in an accompanying signing statement so if he says yeah but i think this is terrible and he signs it that signing statement is not going to get any press all all we're going to hear is president trump signed it into law so you can't complain about it 866-408-7669 this covid relief bill um there are some things in it that um, may be COVID related, but maybe not necessary. And there's some things in it that aren't there, like relief for restaurants that are not in this bill. Should the president sign this bill? 866-408-7669. Let's go to Seattle, Washington, and say good morning to Vince. You're on the Brian Kilmeade Show. Hi. Hey, Mary. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. I wanted, I wanted to say you are spot on. Uh, get the names, Trump to get the names of uh, all those who are supporting the bill for different reasons other than the stimulus for helping people. You're spot on on the press conference. Have Trump hold a press conference and explain the, the bill and what's not in it and his discontent about it. And then ask Congress to add additional money like he like he is. And basically, just don't sign it. Don't veto it, but don't sign it. And automatically, what 
what is the time frame? Ten, 10 days and then it becomes a bill? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but definitely I want to know what what's in it. What's the, the total amount on the bill that does, is not going to help people and going to other countries and then put that to the American people? I mean, this is ridiculous. This is He's not getting any support from either party. This is so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, you know, he could also pocket veto this if he wants to as well and, and just not sign it as well. And, and that, that plays out with the number of days uh, before the, the legislative session, et cetera. But um, I just think that the president's smart enough to know that the people who support him, who put him in office, don't want him to sign this bill. But he has signed budgets in the past that we didn't want him to sign. And he did. And I don't know why he did, but he did. So he may very well sign this. And, and so I, we may not exactly see the Trump that we want to see uh, when it comes to this. Vince, thank you so much. Have a very Merry Christmas and a blessed New Year. Let's go to Leanne in Panama City, Florida. Leanne, you are on the Brian Kilmeade Show. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, I, I agree with you about Biden saying it's going to be the darkest days. Unless you absolutely know that's coming, that should never come out of the person's mouth, number one. And But when you look at the bill and you look at all what they're trying to pass and give money to, it kind of makes sense. Because when you're earmarking $30 billion for Department of Education Stabilization Fund, whatever that means, unless he's saying, hey, we're going to fund kids at home because – most kids are not going to school, and they're having to be home. That makes sense if you're going to give them all laptops and send them home, and you know, and, and two hundred thousand for two hundred million, excuse me, for safe school emergency response programs. When you're telling kids to stay home, it doesn't make sense giving five hundred millions to museums and libraries when they're not open doesn't make fun unless you know. Hey, I plan to have it the darkest days because. They're all pushing vaccines and say it's great, but then you don't say if it's truly great, then why are you saying it's the darkest days when you got 96% from the CDC themselves that people recover and they have no, they don't even know they're sick, majority of them. And so when you look at this bill, it is evil to sit there and have anybody up there in Congress looking at this and farming out money to foreign aid, and then earmarking money that has no sense whatsoever when you're trying to make people stay indoors and put masks on, and, and, and you're going to give $500 million to a museum that we don't need, but we do need food and, and restaurants, and I don't know what they're thinking if they're going to lock people down. Where do you think all those people are going to have to eat from? They're having to do takeout. It's just it's like their brain went to sleep a uh, a year ago on on all this COVID stuff. And, yeah. And well, you know, you know, Leanne, to your point, point, you make a great point here, Leanne, regarding the vaccine. And thank you so much. Have a wonderful Christmas. You know, when it comes to the vaccine, remember, what did we hear? We're hearing now that even if you get the vaccine, you can't rip your mask off and go about your business. Oh, no, no, no. Because we don't know yet. You could still spread the virus. So you still have to wear your mask. You still have to quarantine. We still have to have the lockdowns. And I heard them like, well, then why am I getting the vaccine? What is the point of the vaccine then if it's not going to change our lives and we're still going to have to live like this? What's the point of the vaccine? So yeah, I guess so the Congress can just keep spending more and more and more and more of our money and just bankrupt us eventually. Um, I, I, I 
don't know. All right, well, thank you for the conversation. I'm Mary Walter, and you're listening to The Brian Kilmeade Show. Fox Nation presents podcasts, Women of the Bible Speak. I'm Shannon Bream, host of Fox News at Night and author of the new book, Women of the Bible Speak, the wisdom of 16 women and their lessons for today. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, foxnewspodcast.com, or wherever you download your podcasts. From the Fox News Radio Studios in New York City, giving you opinions and facts with a positive approach. It's Brian Kilmeade. Good morning to you. Yes, Mary Walter sitting in for Brian Kilmeade today. So looking to be sitting in the seat. If you'd like to join me, it's 866-408-7669. So uh, the president put a video out and he, he put it out on Twitter. I think he tweeted this video out. It's about four minutes long. And um, I, I just want to go to cut two here. I want to play this in case you missed it. Uh, the president, you know, the spending bill, the COVID relief bill, it's 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 a little disingenuous because there's the 900 billion of the COVID relief bill, and then the rest of the money is um, a, a spending bill because they were gonna you know the government was gonna have to shut down. Which no offense, but in my humble opinion, that might actually be a good thing because remember, if you're not getting a paycheck, if your business had to close, if you had to take like a furlough or something like that. Nobody working for the government had to do that. They're all getting their paychecks steady, Eddie. Why? Because it's our money. They, they don't go without pay in situations such as this. So maybe them feeling a little bit of our pain would actually be a good thing. Um, and I know it would be the rank and file that would suffer, but you know what? Maybe the rank and file suffers. They would understand a little bit more, maybe put some pressure on their bosses. But the president slammed the pork inside the bill. Now, remember... The, this pork that the president is talking about is part of that, that, that spending bill, that, that, that bill that went along with this. They married the two bills together. So it's, it's a little disingenuous, but I want to talk about it. So here's the president. It's called the COVID relief bill, but it has almost nothing to do with COVID. This bill contains $85.5 million for assistance to Cambodia, $134 million to Burma, billion for Egypt and the Egyptian military, which will go out and buy almost exclusively Russian military equipment. $25 million for democracy and gender programs in Pakistan. $505 million to Belize, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, and Panama. $40 million for the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C., which is not even open for business. So when I heard that, and I think a lot of people heard that, and went, wait a minute, you know, why is this all in there? And that's, that's separate from the COVID relief bill, but it's part of it's all wrapped into this one big bill, but it's not part of that $900 billion for COVID. Um, so the bill, the COVID part of the bill, would give an extra $300 a week if you're receiving unemployment benefits which is less than the $600 a week extra you were getting in March. But the problem with that is, is we heard, and I I interviewed job owners 
uh, business owners who wanted to bring their workers back on the job, but they didn't want to come back because they were making more money on unemployment than they were if they worked. That needed to change. So $300 a week less on top of the unemployment. Now, for some people, that's 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 not more, uh, but it should never be more than what you're making when you're working. I'm just a big fan of unemployment not paying you more. I think unemployment should be a disincentive, not an incentive to not work. Um, it would extend uh, a program for self-employed people and for people who work like gigs, gig economy workers. That provides additional weeks of unemployment insurance and includes an extra benefit of $100 a week for some workers who are both self-employed and have salaried jobs. Farmers and ranchers would get $13 billion in assistance. Now, um, there's also an increase in the SNAP program, the Supplemental Assistance uh, Program. This time, direct payment checks would be only $600 for individuals making up to $75,000 a year, $1,200 for couples making up to $150,000 per year, and a $600 payment for each dependent child. Now, I'm not quite sure where we're paying kids. It's not like they lost their jobs, right? Why don't you just give the parents extra? If you have children, here's your bonus. Well, instead, we give a $600 to each dependent child. I don't know. I... There's just a whole lot of room for fraud here, and I don't know why we're paying children. That's just me. Um, but that that $600 per person is half of what it was the first time around. So when I hear that we're spending all this money, hundreds of millions of dollars all over the world, money we don't have that we're most likely going to have to borrow from the Chinese to pay, right, to, to get our hands on this kind of money, which a is ridiculously dumb. I, that to me is is so stupid to borrow money to give to other countries. Why don't they just borrow the money from China? Why do we have to be? Why do we have to borrow it on our credit and hand it to them? Let them go get the money from the Chinese. And number two, if we're going to borrow money for the Chinese, it should be for the American people, not for the Burmese and the Cambodians and the Egyptians and everybody else around the world. That should be for us, for our people. There are there are businesses, small businesses in this country. I think that the estimate I saw was like about 800 small businesses that close their doors for good in this country every single day because of the pandemic. That should not be. But if the government is going to crush these people, then they need to be made whole. Now, I don't think I don't think other taxpayers, you know, because the government's just taking they're they're going to crush these people and then take money out of your pocket to give to somebody that they destroyed. But I'd rather have that than have them take money out of my pocket and give to somebody who lives on another continent. It's great to help people, but you have to help your own first. It's great to help other families, but if you can't feed your children, you have no right feeding someone else's children. At least I don't think so. You have to help yourself first. 866-408-7669. Do you want to see Trump veto this bill? Let's go to Todd listening on KOIL in Omaha. Todd, good morning. You're on the Brian Kilmeade Show. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Well, what what you've outlined is just incredible. I just can't even believe what's happening. I'm so tired of the House and the Congress. They all need to be fired. It's ridiculous. I just, I don't know. They're just, they're high. What in the heck is going on? I but you know what, Todd, Todd, Todd to inter- let me just, I'm sorry to interrupt you here, but here's the thing. They should be fired. We have the ability to fire them at the ballot box, but we don't. We want the other guy. Our guy's good. We want the other guy to go. You know, we never fire our own guy. And that's our fault. Right. Yep. Oh, I totally agree with that. 
And I just don't know. I mean, you know, Trump is a disruptor, and we need that. We need somebody with a spine like that. But I'm so sick and tired of the rhinos who do not support him. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, Todd, I agree. Have a very Merry Christmas, Todd. Enjoy what's left of your week. Um, you know, the president fighting like this is the reason why most of us voted for him in 2016, right? And maybe you voted for him again in 2020. Maybe you didn't. I know some people who did not. But this is why I think we voted for him. When I saw this video, it's four minutes. It's all, it's all over Twitter. You can find it. We obviously can't play the whole four minutes. But to me, it was classic Trump. This was classic Trump. And um, if he's walking out the door, if he is not going to be inaugurated in January, and I have not given up hope yet, I have not, saying my rosary, I got St. Michael and St. Jude on speed dial. Um, God God makes miracles happen, so uh, I'm still hanging in there. But as he's walking out the door, I would love to see him not only not sign this, but I would love to see him just declassify everything, blow it up. I want to see him have a press conference regarding this bill, and I want him to put out there the names of each congressperson who put this pork in this bill. I want to see their names. Who's given my money to Burma? Who's given my money to, to study Asian carp? When we're in a crisis like this and there are Americans going hungry, who, who are you? Who are these Congress people? Because our last caller is absolutely right. They need to be fired. But we have to know who they are before we can fire them. And that information never, ever gets out. President Trump is the guy to do that. Let's head to John in Portland listening on Freedom 970. John, good morning. You're on the Brian Kilmeade Show. Good morning. Go ahead. Hi. Do you think he should veto? Um, yeah, I do. And, you know, one of the things, you know, what I called for was I'd, I'd really like to hear somebody do some basic math once on the radio, you know, or, or more importantly, I'd love to hear the president do it. You know, if you take $900 billion and you do the basic math on it and divide that by the roughly 325 million people in the country, that's over $3,000 per man, woman, and child in the United States. And they want to give $600 to uh, roughly, what, 150 million mm-hmm. people that have jobs? No, I, I agree with you. Um, and, and they, you know, he said, I want at least $2,000 uh, per per American who qualifies. Um, but it, and, and AOC, you know, and, so, and the Democrats are like, great, you want that? We'll give it to you. That That's fine. Let's do that. But that doesn't take the money away from elsewhere. And that's what should happen. I understand, though, that part of this 900 billion that they're talking about here um, is is also going to like farmers and and th- and, and rental assistance and things like that. Uh, what, but what bothers me and I'm with you, I'd rather see instead of the rental assistance, instead of like loans to farmers and things like that, let's divvy it up. And give the payment directly to the people because there's so much fraud. You know, you look at the fraud that happened with PPP. People, you know, applying to this who didn't deserve it because they were in such a rush to get the money out that they just cut checks. And so many people who did, you know, who needed the money didn't get the money. And people who didn't need the money, didn't qualify, like some of these big businesses got the money. And, you know, they were shamed into giving it back, which is great. But I think we could save money and make people more whole than we're going to with this. So I agree with you, John. I think you're absolutely right. There's better ways to do this, but it's the government. They only know how to do things one way. And that is the most ridiculous, most convoluted way humanly possible. And then they're shocked 
when there's fraud and the money doesn't get to the people who really need it. John, have a great Christmas. Thank you so much for joining me. 866-408-7669 is uh, the number. So there's this, this, um, this supplemental bill that is that is attached to this um you know the house of representatives the vote was divided into two parts part one which included defense commerce justice science homeland security and financial services sections of the omnibus bill and then you have the rest of it which was the covid relief bill that was part two so they did separate them out but even part one with all of this pork in it passed 327 to 85 who voted for this thing we want to know that as well Although I don't know if people won't vote for their guy. That's the problem, and they know it. Term limits. Uh, Joe in Florida. Joe, good morning. How are you? I'm doing I'm doing really good, thank you. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. And yeah, now I can't hear you. Are, there, are um, you there? Everything you said is, is on point. But here's one thing that I think the Congress overlooked or did not want to address. You know, in August or September, when the $300, which you, you made a good point, went from six to three, when they ran out, they went from uh, October, November, December with, with no supplement. And from what I gather, from what I read, is that the $300 is not retroactive. So I'm thinking without that $300, people were dug in a little bit deeper. This $2,000 doesn't even cover that missing supplement. Now, I would like to see Trump... And he's sharp, so maybe he'll get it. I'd like to see him make the $300 retroactive if possible. What do you think? Well, again, I question paying people more to be unemployed than to work. No, not more. Just the the $300 retro that they didn't get. Right, but that, that was additional in addition to your unemployment, right? Right, unemployment's only half. Well, it depends on your state, and it depends on how much you're making. So in a lot well, of states, it, it, I, in the state of Florida, because I had got into this with a friend of mine, um, and I, I had put the numbers up there and never heard from her again uh, about the state of Florida and how much she's making and this and that, and we went through it, and she was actually going to wind up making more than she would have if she had been working. And so I think the math needs to be done on that, but unfortunately, we just do a blanket thing. We don't tailor it to each individual, and I understand that it's hard to do that, but maybe we could do it by income levels and say, well, if you're making this much and and really get down into the weeds about how much people are getting, I think that you should be made whole. I think that you should get close to what you were making, if not exactly what you were making when you were working. But I don't think you should be making more than that. That's where they kind of lose me on it. And I don't know how we make sure that happens. I don't know if it's possible to make sure that happens in an ideal world for me, that would happen. So I don't know if, if we can do that, Joe, that, do that though. So Joe, thank you so much for joining us and, or I appreciate you listening to the Brian Kilmeade show, by the way, Merry Christmas, more of your calls coming up. He, you know, he, he talked about, you know, people, people hurting from not getting that money for those three months where Nancy Pelosi was playing politics with your lives because she just didn't even want to discuss any kind of uh, relief package because she was waiting for the presidential election. You know, she didn't want Trump to get any kind of popularity from it, didn't want his name going out on checks. So she held you hostage. A poll came out talking about Americans' financial status and what our goals are for 2021. It's really interesting. And I want to ask you, because of this year, where you are right now versus where you were in 2019, have your goals changed for your finances? 
Did you have different goals December 23rd of 2019 than you have on December 23rd of 2020? And I'm curious to find out why, because it is for a lot of Americans say, yeah, my goals are totally different now financially. 866-408-7669. Mary Walter in for Brian Kilmeade on The Brian Kilmeade Show. It's Brian Kilmeade. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, download and listen to The Untold Story with Martha McCallum. The host of the story on Fox News Channel sits down with major newsmakers each week to get their untold story. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. He's so busy, he'll make your head spin. It's Brian Kilmeade. Mary Walter and for Brian Kilmeade, 866-408-7669. Uh, talking about the president and whether he should veto this COVID relief package because it also has that uh, spending bill attached to it. So it's two different parts of the same bill. Part one being the defense, commerce, and all that other stuff. And then part two being the uh, COVID relief part of the bill. But he has to you know, pass or sign or veto the whole thing. I uh, want to get your, your thoughts on that, but also want to find out um, what you say about your financial status. Half of Americans say that 2020 was a personal financial disaster. And 55%, though it's a one-poll survey. And they also asked what the future goals are for um, 2021. Almost 60% saying 2020 has been filled with financial setback. And uh, seven out of 10 say that their financial priorities have changed from the start of 2020 to now. 63% say they have permanently changed their financial priorities. And I'm curious if that's you. Have you permanently changed your financial priorities because of COVID? You have more people saying 74% say they have shifted their financial priorities this year because of emergency or medical expenses and more are putting money aside now just in case of an emergency. They learned a lesson in 2020 because Americans aren't savers. They learned a lesson about putting money aside for, for situations that you just don't see coming, whether it's emergency medical bills, uh, whether, whether it's something like a pandemic where you're not going to have your job and you didn't think you weren't going to not have your job, that you didn't know you were going to be living on unemployment. And maybe unemployment makes you whole. Maybe the unemployment plus the additional $600 made you better off than you were before. But um, 48% admit that saving for an emergency fund was a new priority in 2021. Uh, on the survey on average found that Americans say they need a minimum of $10,700 in their savings in order for them to feel financially comfortable. Now that is so much more than what it used to be. There were far more Americans that had no savings at all previously. So I'm curious to find out from you, if you have changed your priorities when it comes to finances and was 2020, a personal financial disaster for you as well. Because you're not alone. I think it has been for a lot of people. And Congress is not doing anything to help you. Your call's coming up on The Brian Kilmeade Show. Living the Bream is a podcast hosted by Fox News Channel's Shannon Bream, sharing inspirational stories, personal anecdotes, and an insider's perspective on actions and rulings from the high court. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. America's listening to Fox News.
information you want, truth you demand. This is the Brian Kilmeade Show. I'm Mary Walter sitting in for Brian Kilmeade today on the Brian Kilmeade Show. Uh, we're talking about your personal finances. We're talking about the COVID bill. And the president saying, look, people need $2,000 more. The people should be getting $2,000, not $600. I remember Nancy Pelosi called $1,200 crumbs. The president gives people crumbs. She trots out a bill, and the Democrats trot out a bill that gives you $600, and you're supposed to dance a jig and get down on your knees and, and kiss her feet because, you know, Nancy Pelosi has has decided that, oh, you know, now, now that we have it, we, we know where we're going with the president. We got Joe Biden in office. You know, now I can give you money and you're only you're going to get crumbs. If 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 twelve hundred was crumbs, what's six hundred? It's like the Grinch, especially this time of year. Little Cindy Lou who gets nothing. No, who hash nothing from Nancy. Um, the president, you know, has not said that he was going to veto the bill, but he did say no. Americans, we're going to give all this money to all these other people, all these other groups in in the accompanying bill then um, we, sh- we should get, the Americans should get more money. Why don't Americans get more money? That's the way it should be. 866-408-7669. Personally, I think we should get a lot more than just, you know, $1,200 or $2,000 per person, whatever it happens to be. I think there should be money in this package for, for, to aid restaurants. You know, where, where's the aid to help all these restaurants and that are just going out of business or are trying to stay in business, but you know, you can dine indoors on one day and then the next day you can't. So they set up a whole thing outside and then the health department comes and shuts them down and says, or the fire department, cause you can't have heaters in the tent. Okay. So now I can't have heaters in the tent. And then there's restaurant tours that I know in New York city who have put, um, entire um, ventilation systems in their restaurants like you have in a hospital. It's one guy I know put a, a ventilation system in his restaurant so people could dine indoors, and now they can't do that either. Y- you know, how how do those people try to make it at all when they just at the whim can operate one day and can't operate the next? So how is all of this affecting your personal finances? Half of Americans called 2020 a personal financial disaster. 74% say that they have had to shift their financial priorities this year. And you've got 48% saying that, you know what, they're going to, they're, they're changing their priorities. They're saving for an emergency fund. Now they hadn't done it before. They're now saving for an emergency fund. That is a new priority for them. 866-408-7669. Let's head to Lakeland, Florida and speak to James listening on WLKF. James, good morning. You're on the Brian Kilmeade Show. Hi. Mary, how's it going? I'm doing great. Thank you. I have to admit, you put a lot of things and a lot of thoughts in people's mind right now. I mean, I'm, I'm to the point of being either upset or I'm being calm. You're helping <laughs> me be calm. I appreciate that. <laughs> Talking about your uh, first thing, it was about I uh, have wonderful parents who came from the Great Depression, who taught me how to save money during hard times. So I don't have to worry about that issue right now. But what I'm hoping for, and I'm letting you know right now, I want to give America hope. Come January 20th, Trump will be sworn in as a second-term president. I believe that with all of my heart. And I'm letting you know also about when Trump is that second term, he's going to bring this $30 trillion deficit of America down to zero because he's a businessman. He knows what he's doing. But we've got to be able to have faith, first of all, in God that this is going to happen. It scares the hell out of me what we have in our uh, government right now. 
We, are, as Americans, are fed up with no one going to jail for the crimes committed in Congress. That, you know, that, I, not to interrupt you, James, but you're, you're right. I think we are fed up with no one going to, to, to jail for crimes. If I lied to Congress, if you lied to Congress, we'd be cool on our heels already. And we probably would now have a criminal record and not be able to vote. Um, but these other, you know, if, you're, if you have an R after, a D after your name, it's okay. That's okay. You can lie to Congress and get away with it. And uh, there are other, you know, crimes that we, most of us feel have been committed or or have a hunch that have been committed uh, by government officials in the name of getting Trump, right? And they haven't gone. But that to me just plays into this whole thing with the, with the virus and with this bill, this business as usual that the president is fighting so hard against and which is why they hate him so much because they like doing business as usual because it puts money in their pockets. It's calm. They know they're always going to collect. They don't have to worry about getting reelected. They had their gig and he came in and blew it up. And so they're very angry about that. And there's a lot of Republicans who are angry about it too. But I do think that President Trump has shown some people how to fight, mainly the American people, right? We, we cheer him on because here's a guy who fights. This is from Queens. He's a brawler, right? And we love that. We love that about him. I don't care what he says. I don't care how he, I mean, I don't care how he says things. Let me say it that way. I don't care how he says things. I don't care if you're offended. Sometimes the truth is offensive to people, people who don't want to hear it. You say you want the truth, but you can't handle the truth. <laughs> uh, but so, so I think that, you know, he has shown some people how to fight and you're starting to see that with some members of Congress, especially these members who are coming in, the new ones and the new, newly elected um, members to the house, you see a lot of them fighting. And I think that that's why they were elected because they want to, people want them to do what Trump has shown us, the American people, how to do, and that's fight. And that's why I think you're hearing a lot of people complaining about this bill, which is something that in years past would just be, you know, just be passed. Oh, yeah, they spent, you know, trillions and trillions of dollars that we don't have, but nobody bothers going into it except Rand Paul when he airs his grievances. The American people is just a blip on the radar because it's Christmas and, and the holidays, and that's why they do it now. Because they know we're not paying attention. But this time around, we are paying attention. And I think that's a big deal that Americans are saying, wait a minute. And you have like people like AOC saying this. Well, I didn't get a chance to read this bill. This is a terrible thing. She voted for it. But even admitting she didn't have time to read it. Uh, but that's the difference. Rand Paul voted against it after complaining he didn't have time to read it. So I, I do think that there's something changing in Washington that needs to change. I don't know if it's going to change quickly enough. Or, or, or if the change will continue. I don't know that. Let's go to Virginia in Bellefontaine, Ohio, listening on WHIO, Virginia. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Uh, thank you. Uh, what I want to say about this, uh, about Donald Trump, you know, whether he should or not, uh, I believe he should veto the thing. Uh, there's a pain going around that's the other epidemic that nobody thinks about is the pain from all this. Uh, you know, we have food pantries, or the lines are getting longer. People are, uh, you know, swallowing their pride to go get food because they don't have any. We have unemployment, people sitting around, you know, uh, having stress problems. We have businesses losing their business. Um, we have people actually sleeping under bridges because they've lost their homes. And we have, uh, the, you know, the government shutting down activity. You know, and as far as I'm concerned, if they can shut us down because and, and cause all this pain, then why should we care if the government shuts down? 
let them shut down. You know, let them lose a paycheck now and then. Uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi, she's sitting in a pit of vipers and and, and controlling everybody. You know, and we're supposed and, and and the vaccine for our pain to, to solve our pain is going overseas for everybody else's pain. What about our pain? You know, and the saying goes, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And that's just exactly what I've got to say to Donald Trump. If you don't stand for this, you'll fall for anything. And we need to stand up and and tell him that we don't agree with this 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 plan they're getting ready to pass. And, and you know, it's like like I said, it's 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 not, it's not going to work. Nothing's mm-hmm. going to work. You know, Grace, you made some great points. Thank you so much, and and you have a wonderful Christmas. Great, uh, excuse me, Virginia. Thank you so much. You know, she she said there are people who are living under bridges now who a year ago had a thriving business. The government should, in this country, the government should not be able to crush you like that on a whim. And they're not laws. These are just edicts that are coming down from mayors and governors. In this country, our founding fathers never meant for that to be. That was never supposed to be able to happen. And it is happening. And that's why, yo, yeah, you may not get that $600 or 2000 or whatever it happens to be if the president vetoes this. But maybe that's what it has to come down to. Because as she said, if you, as Virginia said, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And they know that. They know that they've put the president in a very difficult spot, especially if they give him the $2,000. If they give him the $2,000, does he sign it? Would that be okay with you? If the president signs it for the extra $2,000, or would you rather see him not sign it, even if it has $2,000 going to you if you qualify? Still doesn't include anything for the restaurants, right? Still includes, you still have all this money for the other other countries. 866-408-7669 is my number. I'll get more of your calls coming up on the Brian Kilmeade Show. There's no topic he won't touch. And there's no opinion he won't engage. One of the great joys of my life. Call in with yours at 866-408-7669. It's the Brian Kilmeade Show. It's the Hammer Time Podcast. Fox News Channel's Bill Hammer takes you one-on-one with engaging personalities covering the critical issues of the day. Find Hammer Time now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. America's listening to Fox News. From his mouth to your ears, it's Brian Kilmeade. I want to know if, how 2020 has been for you uh, financially, because half of Americans, according to a one-poll survey, found that uh, half of Americans called 2020 a personal financial disaster. And what I thought was really interesting about this is that... Um, of Americans are depending on 2021 to recover financially. Because of that, they're making changes in their priorities and their spending in 2021. Uh, You have 74% saying that they're shifting their financial priorities because of emergency or medical expenses that they learned that they have to save, which is something Americans in general don't do up until now. But I wonder if this has had a lasting effect and you're going to look at this and go, okay, you know, you kind of come out the other side of this a little shell shocked and you're like, all right, maybe I need to spend, save some money just in case, God forbid, this happens again. We've seen now that the government will crush us and crush us at a whim and you need to be able to survive because they don't care. 
866-408-7669. Uh, Mac in Hanover, Pennsylvania. Mac, good morning. You're on the Brian Kilmeade Show. Hi. Good morning, young lady. I got to say one thing. You're a good substitute for Brian. Well, thank you. Listen, uh, I'll look at this a little differently, this bill. They don't have the money. You know what? They're just going to print it. They're using the printing press. This is why your goods and services have been going up. And let me tell you, you talk about looking at financing yourself differently. Why do you think they got so many ads on television and radio for gold and silver? But they've. But I have to say, in fairness, they have been on for a really long time. And I say that because my husband and I had a discussion about buying gold or silver a couple of years ago. So I, I think that those ads have been on for a long time. That I don't think this is relatively new this year. I remember them on during the the Obama years. Here, but it's speeding up. Look at the cost of silver or gold before when your husband was talking about it, and look at the cost of it now, $1,800 an ounce for, for gold, for crying out loud. You can see how things are increasing, and it's going to go faster. They put a bill like this out, a trillion, another trillion dollars, that's more paper chasing goods and services. Yeah, so I, I take it you think the president should veto this? I think he should. I think it, I think they ought to start vetoing a lot of these bills. Hey, what Do, the heck are they doing with Bangladesh for crying out loud? Well, you know, a lot of these. This the good thing about this that's coming out about this is a lot of these programs, this aid to these foreign countries, have been going on for decades. We have pumped tens of billions, if not hundreds of billions, of dollars into these foreign countries. Yeah, and so it's a good thing that the president, I think, brought this to everyone's attention because they do this in the rush of the holidays every year when they know no one's looking and everybody's too busy with Santa and Christmas cards and this and that and everything else and nobody pays attention. President Trump is shining a spotlight on this now, whether it is technically part of the COVID relief bill or not. I think what he's doing is, is a really good thing by shining a light on this and maybe it will make Americans sit up. And again, I, I would love to see the president have a press conference and he calls out each thing and the and the senator or or a congressperson who put that in the bill who's spending our tax money and sending it to all of these other foreign countries or worse borrowing this money from china in order to send to these other countries that to me is just absolute insanity and there is no good reason or explanation for that at all at all Mac, thank you so much. Have a wonderful Christmas, and thank you for listening to The Brian Kilmeade Show. Yeah, so, so there's two bills, as I keep saying. You know, you've got the, the part one, which was the, 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 the spending and the pork and all that part of it. Part two being the money that is being spent for the quote-unquote COVID relief bill. But even the COVID relief bill, there are some things that um, that I, I just didn't think were, were necessary. You know, museums, money for museums, um, uh, again, uh, let's see. One of the biggest beneficiaries, schools. $82 billion for schools. But, uh, the bulk of it will go to elementary and secondary schools. We know that kids don't get the virus. And if they do, they have no symptoms whatsoever. If you look at Europe, those kids are in school. They're finding that the transmission from children, from student to teacher, is nil. If a teacher does get it, they're finding that they're getting it outside of the school. Or in like the teacher's lounge, that's when they're passing it back and forth. But it's, it's, it's adult to adult contact. Why would we spend all this money on elementary and secondary skills? 23 schools, 23 billion for colleges and universities. These colleges and universities are shut down. 
and they haven't lowered their tuitions. They haven't given anybody any kind of break on their tuition. They're, they're not taking care of the physical plant anymore. There's so much more that they're not doing that they're saving money on, that they're not spending money on because the kids aren't there. Why are we giving them $23 billion? Doesn't seem to make any sense. $10 billion for child care services, child care assistance to families to help pay child care providers for, for added costs. Well, if we all went back, if the kids went back to school, that wouldn't be a problem now, would it? Uh, the Democrats legislation would provide funding for a new museum focused on American Latinos as part of the Smithsonian. Why? Why? 866-408-7669. Get some more of your calls here on WHIO in Dayton, Ohio. It's Rodney. Good morning. You're on the Brian Kilmeade Show. Hi, Mary. Hi. Go ahead. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. I just want, I just wanted to say that um, I, I think the uh, president should... Uh, veto the bill um, because he's bringing to light what um, the uh, people in the government, they can sit there and not, you know, lose a paycheck at all. And what they're going to determine what we should have, what we shouldn't have. And, you know, they're just like the, the last couple of callers have said about money being, you know, being printed and we're still going to have to borrow it from somewhere. And, uh, I just wanted to say that, uh, yes, uh, our, my wife and I have changed the way that we spend our money. We, ha- we now have a savings instead of, uh, you know, living from paycheck to paycheck. And um, she is uh, works from home, and I've been an essential worker in the medical field. And, um, you know, none of this has stopped. But one thing that I also wanted to ask was is, is what what we can do as Americans if this money is disbursed to us, the people that are in positions like me, I would be willing to put my money back into the pot and and you know, just have that money dispersed to the people that actually need it in the United States. You know what, Rodney? We got to run. We're, we're up against the clock, and I'm sorry. That is amazing and wonderful that you want to do that, and it's such a blessing to someone. Instead of giving it back to the government, I think you should um, choose a charity that's doing some good work, maybe helping people feed people, and maybe donate it directly there. I think it'll go further. New from the Fox News Podcasts Network. My name is Kennedy, and welcome to my podcast, which will, I humbly say, single-handedly save the world. You're welcome. It's Kennedy Saves the World. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Live from the Fox News Radio Studios in New York City, fresh off the set of Fox and Friends, it's America's receptive voice. Brian Kilmeade. Good morning, Mary Walter. In for Brian Kilmeade, as Frank just told you there. So I want to lighten it up just a little bit, although I don't know if this is good. This, this may not go the way I intended to go. So I want to talk about shopping, right? Because it's the holidays and, you know, finances are, are different this year for a lot of people. But want to know how COVID has affected your shopping, if at all. You remember Black Friday? You didn't have people killing each other to get the big screen TV, right? You didn't see that this year. So I think there are some people who normally get all their their gifts that way, um, and they didn't get to do it. I, I think a lot of people just ordered stuff online and had it shipped to to the recipient, which really is I don't know. I enjoy wrapping presents. I know that's probably one of the few people who actually enjoys it, and I'm not super good at it at all. I put so much tape to, on a package to get the tape to stand in line, and you watch those videos. 
There was one that made the rounds last year where the woman or the guy was, because you couldn't tell, it was, was wrapping it on the diagonal in the paper, and it was a smaller piece of paper, and it somehow worked and wrapped the present. It looked beautiful. I was like, oh, I have to do that. And it comes out terrible, and I've got tape all over the place, so I'm not a good present wrapper, but I do enjoy it because it really makes me feel like Christmas. It feels like the holidays, and so I love that. So I want to find out from you how, how this has changed for you, if at all, at 866-408-7669. Now, the corollary to this is that um, we're, we're all ordering more things. So um, my husband's office, he um, there, there is a program that because his office qualifies for PPP, his company that, that he's you know, a part owner in, they qualified for PPP. And if you qualify and you have certain paperwork, there is uh, an office supply chain that offered just before, um, I want to say like up until last week, maybe two weeks ago, offered a huge sale discount stuff on office supplies, right? And I had no idea that this store also sold things like toilet paper and paper towels and all this stuff. So he stocked up for the office, like $600 worth of stuff, but it was like 60% off. He was supposed to have it shipped to the office and accidentally had it shipped to our house. We're still, there's still a little fuzziness as to exactly how that happened. Also, so we have the guys coming down the driveway because they won't park on our driveway. They don't drive down our driveway. The guys coming down with dollies, with boxes and boxes. And they're coming to the front door and to the side door. It looks like an Amazon warehouse threw up in my kitchen and in my front hall. There's just boxes everywhere. They're piled high and everything. So earlier this week. Now, one thing he had ordered for us for our bar was, an, was four on the rocks glasses because he likes his bourbon in those little glasses that have like that push, the, 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 like the indentation in the middle of them. So you get the round um, ice cubes and you put it in, you could like swirl it around that thing, you know, and it doesn't make a lot of noise. So he likes that. So we have two and he wanted to order four more. Or we have four, we wanted four more, whatever. But he placed two orders and, and one order no, two orders, and um, each each order has two glasses. Okay. So one of them arrives perfectly, and we get it. Great. The next one, he's tracking it, and it says, it arrived. One pound, four ounces. He's like, huh. He goes out to the porch, and there's this monstrosity of a box out there. Clearly not the glasses. He gets it in the house, 32 pounds. A 32-pound box. Inside this 32-pound box is laundry detergent, Dove soap, and Pantene conditioner. And it was Arm & Hammer sensitive skin formula. 32 pounds of these products, right? So we're looking and he, so he goes back and he goes, did you order this? Or that? I said, I didn't order anything. First of all, number one, this is totally your deal. He goes back and he looks and he didn't order that because they don't do laundry at his office. Why would he order, order that? So, um, and they certainly don't wash hair or need conditioner. So he looks and he goes to track it. And it says that what was delivered was our glasses, the, the the two glasses, one pound, four ounces was delivered and that's not there. Instead, it's this huge box. So he calls the shipping company who shall rename name, nameless and he goes through this whole thing with them. And apparently the label on our package got damaged. So it was no longer deliverable, apparently. So they, they relabeled the package supposedly and shipped it to us. 
but they relabeled the wrong package and we got this thing. So now, and the, and the tracking number is 34 digits. There's no tracking number that's 34 digits. So he's on the phone with the guy, with the guy and the guy's like, that sounds like a Chinese number, like coming from a Chinese company from overseas, 34 digits. That's not us. They don't know who sent it. They have no idea how we got it. They don't know who it should belong to. So Merry Christmas. You have 32 pounds of cleaning products. Great. Okay. So we're like, you know what? We'll donate some of the laundry detergent. There's a Ronald McDonald house here. We'll wrote, donate it. You know, you, the, the, unfortunately, the, the conditioner is like bigger bottles, so you can't really donate, donate that to like a shelter or something because they like the little ones. Anyway, now, so I talk about it on Twitter. I get the company gets in touch with me and um, because we couldn't get a hold of a human being because that was impossible. We finally did. And I'm like, oh, well, they fixed it. Now they're telling me they want the stuff back. So they can send it to the right person. I'm like, you can't send it to the right person. There's no return address. And do you have my glasses? So they won't tell me whether they have the glasses, but they want to send someone to come and pick up the box of the 32 pounds of cleaning stuff. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. If I'm not going to get my package, I'm not giving you this back. So we're in a little bit of a stalemate right now because I know that they can't find out where this belongs. And I'd rather donate it then have them, I don't know, come and take it. And I don't know what they're going to do with it. I think it will go much better. It will go much further if it gets donated. So anyway, I don't know if you've had any shipping mishaps. It was a long way to get to that question, but I want to know if you've had any shipping mishaps. 888 I also had packages that were supposed to be delivered on the 22nd arrive to the, to where they were supposed to go on the 15th. You know, you pick a date. I picked the 22nd. It arrived on the 15th. I had another package that was supposed to arrive to a friend's house on this past Thursday. And they said, well, it's not going to be delivered until Christmas Eve. I'm like, great. That'll be perfect. Christmas Eve will be a nice little gift. It arrived yesterday at their house. Just the shipping seems to be a disaster this year. And it's got to be volume. And I totally understand that, um, that it's not easy to get these things with such a high volume, get them where they need to go. Right. I get it. But, um, I'm, I think we're like the only people in the world who could order two, two on the rocks glasses for one pound, four ounces, be told that that was, that's what was delivered to our home with a 34 digit tracking number and wind up with 32 pounds of laundry detergent, uh, hair conditioner and bars of Dove soap. <laughs> Let's go to Joseph in Daytona Beach, Florida. Joseph, hey, good morning. You're on the Brian Kilmeade Show. Hi. Hello. Hi, how are you? Oh, hey, I'm actually in Jacksonville. I don't know why I said Daytona. Um, anyways, thanks for accepting the call. I just wanted to say a couple things. Um, first, the government needs to remember who they work for, which is us, we the people. And I say that we should demand that their pay be cut in half until they start doing stuff for us that they're supposed to be doing. Also, Mm -hmm. um, as far as the stimulus bill goes, we're the one that pays the taxes, so we're the one they get the money from unless they borrow it from China. Okay, so that money should be going to us. It shouldn't be going to other countries. It shouldn't be going... The 1800s should not be going to illegal immigrants, and then they want to give us the table scraps like we're some kind of mistreated dog with $600. To me, that's not right, and they should have to pay for that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we should seriously, they should be working on half a salary like the rest of the American people. I agree, you know, and and I I totally agree with you. And I'll go one further. Just remember, if they borrow that money from China to give to all these other countries and, and, you know, use to spend in this bill, 
we're the ones stuck. They're signing our name. They're the ones doing the borrowing, but they're putting the American taxpayer on the hook to pay that back. So I, I just don't, I couldn't do that in real life. I couldn't take out a loan and just say, oh, don't worry about it. Joseph's going to pay for it. You know, I can't do that. So the fact that they're allowed to do that, I think is really wrong. And I, I firmly believe, I agree with you. If Congress had to live by the same rules and by this, that we do, things would be a lot different. Put them all on Medicare and watch how quick that program's fixed. Last thing, like how we do our taxes every year on that same form, there should be a list of 10 things that we should be able to vote on for what our taxes go to. Mm. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. we should have a say on where our taxes go. They shouldn't be able to do whatever the heck they want with it. That's just my opinion anyway. Yeah, I totally get it. Um, How has COVID affected your your holiday plans? Um, Honestly, it hasn't really affected me one bit. Um. So I really don't have much to say on that. Well, good. Okay. So, well, I mean, that's good. I like to see that people are still going to, to live. I think there's a, there's a hunger for that. I think there's this need for people to still want to get together and you have to do it safely. Joseph, thank you so much. Have a Merry Christmas. You have to do it safely. If you have elderly parents or grandparents, maybe you have to do a Zoom call with them or maybe do some kind of a drive-by and, you know, drop food off or drop presents off or something like that. Or, you know, if you have them, you you quarantine for the, I think it's now 10 days, seven days beforehand before you have them come visit so that you know that, you, you know, you haven't brought any germs into the house. Whatever you need to do, you do it safely. But I do think it has really changed people's shopping plans. I really do. Let's go to uh, Ted listening on WABC in Forest Hills, New York. Ted, good morning. Uh, Thanks so much. It's been pretty good. Uh, I have my mailman coming. He delivers a lot of mail because I subscribe to everything, even Home Beautiful and that. Uh, So he deserves a tip you know, for all his uh, service. And then I get somebody in my house gets meals on wheels. The gentleman calls me before he delivers. So he deserves a tip. It's only to show respect. And uh, my presents have been bought. Uh, I did get a bunch of uh, real machine gun bullets. And I said, wait wait a second. I want machine gun bullets that fire uh, whipped cream, not real ones. So I had to send those back. Yeah. uh, Ted, thank you very much. Um, Appreciate your your call, kind of. Uh, Have a wonderful Christmas, Ted. yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to 866-408-7669 is the number. And and want to know if you've had any mishaps like I did, my husband and I did, and we've got 32 pounds of detergent uh, instead of a um, 1.4 ounce package with two highball glasses or, or on the rocks glasses in them. And we had a, this such a runaround with the shipping company who's like, yeah, we have no clue. Yeah, keep it. <laughs> Like, okay, do you have my glasses? Where are my glasses? And they're like, oh, you have to talk to the vendor about that. It's like, oh, all right. Luckily, the the place where we ordered it from, um, we you know, we, we have pictures of the shipping and the whole bid. And they're like, oh, fine, whatever. Here, we're going to send you more glasses free of charge, which is very nice of them to do. But I think a lot of people have changed how they shop because of the pandemic and are shipping more things. And there's a lot more mix-ups happening. I, I don't think we're the only ones who have had some kind of mix-up when it comes to, you know, uh, the virus and the shipping and the increased, um, it, you know, just stuff going back and forth. You know, I think a lot of people are just shipping the presents. How about this one? So my nieces, you know, gosh, you know, they'll never, you know, I, I text them and I'm like, I need Christmas list ladies. One of them's 21, one's 20, the other one's 17. So they don't really have lists. You know what I get? Oh, you could just Venmo me money. 
Like, well, that's that's very Christmassy, sure. I, and it's easy. I was like, uh, all right, if that's what you want. But I worry that we lose the personal personalness of it, the closeness of Christmas, if you can't be there in person with each other, right? So I, I just want to know if you've changed your plans. Now, my, my husband and I haven't changed our plans. Well, well, we kind of did um, because I had planned on working on Christmas Day. One of us is always working. We, we usually go to my brother's house for, for breakfast. We have brunch with my brother. Uh, but because of working this year, we're, we're not doing that. So we've changed our plans a little bit, but we decided with our free time, we're um, volunteering. That's what we're doing. We're delivering meals um, to people who can't get to a shelter, who may be, you know, inside and, and maybe homebound. And they were looking for people to do that this year because it's different. You know, you need more volunteers. So we're like, well, why not? What a great way to spend Christmas. Like it's a very Christmassy thing to do. So I think you're going to see more people doing things like that because they can't travel or don't want to travel to see friends and family. Uh, Danny in Kansas. Danny, good morning. You're on the Brian Kilmeade Show. Hi. Oh, okay. Danny's not ready yet. All right. We'll come back. We'll come back to Danny. 866-408-7669 is my number. More of your calls coming up on the Brian Kilmeade Show. There's no topic he won't touch, and there's no opinion he won't engage. It's one of the great joys of my life. Call in with yours at 866-408-7669. It's the Brian Kilmeade Show. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, publisher of The Federalist, and I'm inviting you to join a new conversation with the smartest thinkers out there about the country and where we're going. Subscribe to the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. A talk show that's real. This is the Brian Kilmeade Show. So uh, shopping for the holidays has definitely changed when it comes to uh, COVID, right? I, I think things have changed. You're, you're not seeing a lot of people out in the in the malls. Although I did go to a mall a couple of weeks ago because they were this one store that I like was having this big sale, and I had to wait in line. It was weird. It's like, why am I, why, why are we standing in line? And so, and then they have all the um, signs in, inside, you know, go this way, go this way, stand here, stand here. Nobody was social distancing. It was a madhouse because it was a great sale. And they did, they did control the number of people who were allowed in the store at any given time. But again, there was really not a whole lot of social distancing. People just didn't, they were just going about their thing. And then I wasn't afraid. I didn't think I was going to, I was going to be there long enough or near anyone long enough to have an exposure. So, um, has your shopping changed in the age of COVID? How has it changed? Are you shipping more stuff? And if you are shipping more stuff, how's it going? Is it going smoothly? Because for us, it's not going smoothly. Uh, packages disappearing, getting packages that don't belong to us. Um, we had the guy drop off packages that didn't belong to us and we saw it belong to the neighbor. And then he came back again. We thought he was coming to get the package and it turns out he forgot one for us. He found another one for us in the truck, came back with that. It's, it's just, and I don't blame the drivers. I think they're working super hard. I just think it's volume. And a lot of these places are overwhelmed and can't keep up with it. 866-408-7669. And has your shopping changed um, because of finances when it comes to COVID? I think it has for a lot of people. Let's head to Orlando and Eric on WDBO. Hi, Eric. Good morning. Hey, Mary. I love when you fill in for Brian. You Thank do you. a great job. 
Um, I just had something to share with you. Uh, I've been a DJ for a very long time, and I needed another mixing board. So I found a nice little six-channel Behringer, $160. So I order it from Amazon. And uh, about three days later, this really big box gets to the house, and I'm like, and it's like 60 pounds. I'm like, did I order like a console or something? <laughs> I open it up, and there's five of them in there. Oh. So, so I waited a couple weeks, and nobody contacted me. And this was right about the time that Jeff Bezos bought Washington Post and started slamming Trump. And they didn't call and didn't send out any messages. So I said, you know what, Mr. Bezos, Trump you. And I sold the other four mixers. So their loss, my gain, and Bezos doesn't even notice it. <laughs> you know, I, my Catholic guilt would kick in too much for that. Like, again, the 32 pounds of the detergent and the conditioner and the, and the soap, we called to say, hey, we got something that's not ours, but we didn't get ours. So you know where it is. I couldn't do that. I'd be afraid it's bad karma. Well, I did give one away. I have an older gentleman that's retired and he got into doing karaoke i gave him one of them so but you know what jeff bezos he got divorced lost half his money and he's still the richest man in the world i mean come on yeah he's made a lot of money off of covid that is that is for a darn sure he really truly has but well you know what something for some people this works out and good for you eric thank you so much have a very merry christmas 866-408-7669. We're going to continue this conversation on the other side. We're going to talk more about your finances and about how things maybe have changed in the age of COVID when it comes to Christmas, whether your plans have changed as well. You're even going to celebrate. You're listening to The Brian Kilmeade Show. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. A radio show like no other. It's Brian Kilmeade. I'm Mary Walter sitting in for vacationing Brian Kilmeade. It is Christmas Eve Eve. It's very exciting. And I, I think what's happened was we're talking about this. We're talking for just joining us. We're talking about um, your finances and COVID and how personal finances, finances have changed. And half of Americans calling 2020 a personal financial disaster. That really spills into you know, Christmas this year, and it's sure spilled into Hanukkah. My, one of my friends, an older woman, who's just my girl, 89 years old, Rhoda, love her to death. Um, I would do Hanukkah with her, but I don't, I'm being smart and, and I'm not seeing her, you know, and, and she prefers it that way too. So I did go over, you know, and dropped off a uh, Sarugula for her. And, uh, but I actually, had it shipped to, shipped first. So it came in a box. So I didn't, you know, I didn't want her to think like I had touched it in any way. And I don't think that would contaminate it, but it made her feel better. Um, and I had my mask on and she stayed six feet away from me. You have to be smart about the get togethers, right? And, and talking about how COVID has changed your personal finances. Has it changed how you're shopping for the holidays? And I think that people shopping online is going to change forever. I think people are going to get used to it. They found a new way of doing it and you're going to see it happen more and more. And I fear for our small businesses, the ones that survive, I go out of my way to try to go to some of these small businesses. If I see something on Amazon, 
I look and then I can I see if I can get it, go to the manufacturer's webpage and order from them directly. Um, I go to Etsy a lot to try to support some of these artisans and some of these small, small businesses and some of the local businesses doing like gift cards and things like that for people. Um, because I think that's really important, but I think all of this has changed how we do our holidays now. So I want to know if you've changed, are you doing everything the same as you normally would? You still going to see family and, um, also shipping misadventures. You know, Allison, our producer, was just telling me that she had a problem with, with a shipping misadventure as well. I know someone who ordered an exercise bike and got two. She's like, Why, what am I going to do with two? Did they think I was a gym? What am I going to do with two exercise bikes? They did come and get one of those exercise bikes, but they rarely come and pick it up. They're just like, yeah, well, Merry Christmas. And they, you know, you keep whatever extra they have delivered to you. Or if they deliver the wrong product, well, you get to keep that as well in a lot of these situations. Uh, 866-408-7669 is the number. 866-408-7669 in Florida. Kathy on WXJB. Kathy, good morning. You're on the Brian Kilmeade Show. Hi. Hey, good morning. Hi, how are you? Doing just fine because it's almost Christmas. Yes, it is. Two days. So how is it affecting you, if at all? Okay, my husband and I, we generally... uh drive from Florida up to Georgia to visit grandchildren. All of our granddaughters live in Georgia, and all of our grandsons live in Alaska. We've already visited Alaska, so, um, but this year we're not going to Georgia. We're not visiting anybody. It's kind of sad because we love our grandbabies. So what are you doing instead? Have you been doing, like, Zoom calls and that type of thing? Yeah, we've done a couple of those with Alaska, and then we've talked to, um, the grandbabies, some of the grandbabies in Georgia so far. and But uh, my main um, problem was that we had seven packages going to Georgia. Mailed them a week and a half ago, priority mail with the USPS. So far, none of them have arrived. One's lost, and <laughs> I'm about to cry over it. <laughs> oh. It's it's terrible because I know with the postal system and this, you know, again, it's run by Congress. So that's probably why. But, you know, you could put tracking on it, but they don't really track it. It's not really tracking. You know, they, it's not like FedEx and UPS where you can put the tracking number in and it shows you that you're in transit. Like some of them will even show you, I think it's DHL, will even tell you like the city that it's currently in. Because I had ordered something from Florida. And it only had to go to New Jersey, but it went all the way to California first. And then I watched it slowly make its way across the country. And like it was in Ohio and it sat in Ohio for a couple of days and it was, it was all over the place. And it took probably a little bit more than two weeks to get to New Jersey. Had they just sent it from Florida to New Jersey straight, it would have been fine. But for whatever reason, it took this trip around the country. But with the Postal Service, you don't always, I guess depending on which one you choose, you can't always track it. So what does the Postal Service tell you about those packages? Well, they went from uh, uh, Florida to, uh, well, to Jacksonville, Florida, and then up to somewhere in Georgia, Atlanta, I think. They just kind of been sitting there. I have tracking numbers on all of them. And for four days, five days, it's been saying, in transit, in transit. You know what? I could have drove up there, delivered them all personally, and drove back home. <laughs> but the, the the huge box we sent to Alaska, which it was, it weighed like 35 pounds, I think. It was a big box, $115 to ship to Alaska. Made it there in three days. 
Oh, wow. Well, at <laughs> least figure. that made it. At least at least you've got your you're batting 50 percent at this point. So maybe maybe it'll make yeah. it. Kathy, thank you for sharing your story. I wish you the best. And I'm sorry you can't see the grandkids for Christmas, but I hope you still have a, a wonderful Christmas and a blessed new year. All the best to you. Yeah. A lot of people having this. It's so maddening when you sit there and it says in transit. I've had that in transit, in transit, in transit. And I've had some of them say in transit, and then I get a phone call. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for whatever it was I sent. I'm like, wait, it still says in transit. How did you get it? Or it says processing, and it's already been delivered. Uh, William in Virginia on WNIS. Hey, William, good morning. You're on the Brian Kilmeade Show. How has COVID changed your holiday celebrations, if at all? William? Okay. William's not there. Fine, William. I gave you a big, a big buildup. And then he's not there. Fine. Uh, Nancy in Albuquerque on KIVA. Hi, Nancy. Hi, Mary. You're doing a great job today. Thank you. On a bad time. (laughs) But, yes, my holiday uh, has changed. I won't be seeing any of my family nor any of my grandchildren. Uh, It's going to be a, a quiet day, but I'm remembering whose birthday it is. And so I'm going to celebrate that by myself. Uh, do you have any, and so you're not going to see your children, so I take it you live alone. You're single. I do. I, I live alone. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now, are you okay with that? Are, is that an okay thing for you? No. <laughs> I mean, I would much rather be with my family. My niece and nephew are here from Arizona at their parents' home. And my mother is 93, so oh, this might be her last Christmas, um, and I hate not uh, getting to see her. She lives with my brother's family now. Just gotcha. a couple of months ago, as a matter of fact, she's been pretty spry up until now. Uh, but that has really affected her. Uh, she was in a choir for elder, you know, for seniors and. We were at church every Sunday, and she was in a Bible study, and she has deteriorated terribly during this. I, I'm so, so I'm so sorry to hear that. I really am, and 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 thank you for sharing that. And and I do hope that you know you said you're going to stay home. You're going to remember the reason for the day, and maybe that's a blessing. You know, maybe the, the this the thing that comes out of this is we have time for contemplation, and we have time to maybe focus more on what the what the day is really about. But the other part of it that Nancy brings up, and thank you so much, Nancy. Have a wonderful Christmas. I know you're going to be by yourself, but but try. Um, is is the fallout from this? What's it going to be like in five years? You know, the loneliness, the solitude, the, the not being with family, especially for our seniors or for, I, I think, our children too. You know, San Francisco, I think the, uh, the number came out from the CDC, almost four times as many people in San Francisco have died from overdoses than died from coronavirus. And I think that these lockdowns and these quarantines play heavily into this. I really do. So I would like, I, I, the, the elderly, the people who have comorbidities need to get this vaccine. AOC does not need to get this vaccine. Little 31-year-old doesn't need it. But our elderly, our care, caregivers, they, those are the ones who need to get the vaccine so we can start getting back to living again. Because, again, for our seniors, especially the solitude and the loneliness and the being isolated, they don't do social media. I, I really think it can really harm a lot of them mentally and physically as well, and that needs to, to be fixed. More of your calls coming up about how coronavirus and the finances of it as well as the the quarantining of it 
and uh, new ways of shopping. How has it changed so many aspects of your life? And it's so noticeable now around the holidays. 866-408-7669. I'm Mary Walter, and you're listening to The Brian Kilmeade Show. Educating. Entertaining. Enlightening. You're with Brian Kilmeade. The more you listen, the more you'll know. It's Brian Kilmeade. Mary Walter in for Brian Kilmeade. 866-408-7669 is our number. And um, just, just talking so much about how COVID has affected so much of our lives. And I think it just is coming to a head around the holidays. You heard our last caller who like, can't see, it, it lives alone. She's, she's older. She wants to be able to see her grandchildren. She can't. She's going to be setting it by herself. Um, she's not going to get to see her mom who's in her 90s. And she's like, you know, this could be my mom's last last Christmas and how the effect on her mom of not being able to do the social things that she used to be able to do. And she's just so isolated how that affects people. And that really comes out at the holidays and, you know, shopping and how that affects small business. How many of us are now shopping online? And so we're not patronizing those small mom and pop businesses, those little ones that we should be patronizing that we normally would but it's just not as convenient. Right. And then finally the shipping, which sometimes is hilarious. You get these great stories, but I've noticed that it's just a mess this year. It's just a disaster this year. And I think it's just volume, but Remington on WHIO in Ohio can tell us because he works for one of these shipping companies. He's a driver Remington. Good morning. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. Merry Christmas. So I want to know why you keep screwing things up. (laughs) I, I love to tell you, there's just so much volume going through the through the building. Uh, I'm actually out here right now and had a quick minute and wanted to call in and uh, hit on two things. Um, this COVID, just from from my point of view, it's changed my whole life this year. Uh, I actually have family members that I live with that have health problems, and so I very well can't go to you know out to these restaurants or some of these places and or the gym and, you know, risk getting COVID and bring it to them. And just uh, all these boxes that we've been having, I've worked six days, seven days a week since January, actually, of uh, this year. And I'm just worried that's going to be the new normal is this online shopping and it, what's going to do to the, the social, social that's a good point. You know, shopping a lot of times is a social aspect of there's a certain amount of that to it a- as well. And but on the upside, though, you probably have more work than ever. So I would assume that that's a good thing for you with all of the deliveries and everything that you're doing that, you know, you kind of have job security where some people, you know, are worried about losing their jobs or just hanging on by a thread. You, on the other hand, are probably busier than ever and probably have a lot more job security than most. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm so thankful for having a job, and I know there's people out there that aren't as fortunate, and, you know, my heart goes out to all of them, but we just, we're all in it together, and we just got to, you know, keep moving forward, and hopefully this, uh, hopefully it ends soon. So as a professional, let me get your advice on this. So the um, 32 pounds of uh, detergent and, and, and hair conditioner and soap that arrived in our house and not our 1.4 ounce, uh, two rocks on the rocks glasses did not arrive. Now they want to take it back from me. Now they want it back, but there's no, but they won't tell me if they have my glasses or where my glasses are. They told me I have to contact the shipper. Do I give them back the other stuff? You know, if if you don't have 
guaranteed confirmation that they will give your stuff or they can get your stuff to you, I honestly wouldn't. I would do like you said and donate it for good cause. Um, we're there's just so much, so many boxes going through the building that there's they're just trying their best, but you know there's always going to be problems. And I had a actually I had a I'm actually a ground driver and I had a backhoe. Uh, the bucket of a backhoe on my truck that was what? 200 pounds and i mean i don't understand how that got past their their scales or whatever but there's just so many screw-ups and I, we're at maximum capacity and but yeah if if you can't get a definite confirmation that they'll give you stuff back then i would say you know keep it and donate for a good cause yeah, and then, and honestly, and I don't say that just for that. And thank you so much, Remington. I know you're probably super busy since you're working. Have a wonderful Christmas. Uh, thank you for sharing your expertise with us. I mean, I honestly can't use all of this laundry detergent. I can't. It's, it's just gallons and gallons of laundry, just 32 pounds. So, you know, as I said, we were going to take it and donate it uh, right next to where my husband works. There's a place there that we can donate it to. And, and But, you know, the little personal, we, we don't have the personal things of conditioner and stuff. But I'm going to look and see if there's a place maybe they'll take some of the soap and some of the, the conditioner because it is a, a home next to a hospital. It's a Ronald McDonald house, actually, next to a hospital. I'm wondering if they'll take some of it off my hands. Whereas if I'm afraid if I give it back to them, that um, it's just going to sit somewhere. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the right thing to do here is, but my Catholic guilt definitely has gotten the best of me on this one. Uh, let's go to William in Virginia on WNIS. William's back. Hi, William. Hi, how are you today? I'm doing great. I'm glad you joined us, uh, called us back. So how has COVID changed your celebration of the holidays in terms of shopping, finances, visiting uh, family and friends, getting together with people, your traditions? What are you doing? It has really messed us up. We, uh, I'm, a, I'm a contractor here in Virginia, and I had 50,000 in contracts out in March. And by April 1, they were all gone. <gasps> they pulled back. And so, you know, that's what that's what happens. People get scared. They don't spend the money. You know, these are projects that we had worked on. I had signed contracts. I'm not going to sue these people. You know, that's the first thing. Second thing is it affects, I mean, everything from getting our dog to the vet. You know, they don't even take them in. You got with a waiting list is two months. So it's just one thing after another, it seems like. And then we got elderly elderly people in the family. We got over 105 people in our family, and we can't see them or talk to them. It's a mess. It's a, it's a darndest thing. And it, it looks like it's going to be here for a while. I mean, years. Because of the rate we're, you're getting out of it now, it, it's just not, it's going to be difficult. Yeah, and I, it, and it, I look... And, Unfortunately, I think I think the, the the fear will be here forever. Um, but this idea, you know, we keep hearing from Dr. Fauci that well, even if you get the even if you get the vaccine, you're still going to have to wear your mask and you're still going to have to socially distance and you're still probably going to have to quarantine. It's not going to change much. And I'm listening to this going then. Well, why would anybody get the vaccine if my life isn't going to change? Why would anybody get the vaccine if I'm still going to have to wear a mask? I'm still going to have to socially distance. I'm still going to have to jump through all these hoops and all this ridiculousness. Why? And to your point, and William, I, I do hope you get to have somewhat of a of a, a good holiday. And I wish the best for you in the new year. Thank you for joining us. Joe Biden coming out. Uh, Eric, very quickly, cut three. Listen to Joe Biden here talking about what he sees coming down the road here for us with coronavirus. One thing I promise you about my leadership during this crisis. I'm going to tell it to you straight. I'm going to tell you the truth. And here's the simple truth. Our darkest days in the battle against COVID are ahead of us, not behind us. 
So we need to prepare ourselves to steal our spines. As frustrating it is to hear, it's going to take patience, persistence, and determination to beat this virus. Now, what I don't like about that is I think it's it's up to the president to give us some kind of hope. I really I, I believe that. And if this is how this is just a preview of the way Joe Biden is going to quote unquote lead, I think you're going to have people scared forever. And that is not a healthy thing for society at all. That's only going to harm us. Have a wonderful, blessed Christmas. And I wish you only the best in the new year. I'm Mary Walter. And you're listening to The Brian Kilmeade Show. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.